Hello everyone, good morning to you. Thanks to Amy and Emma for the podcast this week, so I'm sure you enjoy them and get a glimpse into some different members' journeys. We'll be doing more of that on this podcast, so it's all about your journeys and bringing them to life so other people can take inspiration from them, right? That's the main thing. Um, I want to bring up the topic of generational health and how if your why to get healthier isn't strong enough just for your sake, it needs to be for the sake of your family, your friends, your kids. And some of you don't have kids, but you need to get into the the pro the, the mind process of, well, people are gonna, the ones that look up to me or the people in my circle of influence are gonna mimic some of the stuff I do, right? So if you've got kids, you must put health as a priority. Because if a, if a child grows up by the age of eight and yet the mother or the father Tom are dieting, that kid by the age of eight is going to want to lose weight. Research on this. They're thinking about losing weight by the age of eight. And that's because you're losing your head in the kitchen going, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm on this diet, diet this, diet that. I'm slim and world, slim and clear. You know, you're saying these words out loud and they're listening in. Going, I diet, lose weight. Mommy, not happy with how she looks. Um, I must mean that. That's so important. That must, like you're shouting in the kitchen or whatever, you're stressed out at home. They pick up on this energy and they think that's the most important thing in life. Must be. Look how, look how, look how sad mom is. She's sad about this. And it will trickle down. Same with the finances and stuff like that. If you're always stressed out about money and money's the devil and this and that, and then the, the child will grow up and thinking that this money thing is bad and everything's against them, there's no point trying to go into it, there's no point learning about it, it's the devil. And you know, there's even phrases in Welsh where you're not allowed to talk about money on the dinner table type of thing. It's like forbidden, talking about money. So there's a lot of stuff we're doing and we need to think about this, how it filters down. So if your why is not strong enough on its own for yourself to get healthier, do it for the sake of your family and friends and kids if you have them. That's the first thing to bring up. Second thing is to bring up, what is it your fault you're overweight? If you're listening and you are overweight, is it your fault you're overweight? So sit on that question for a second. Is it your fault you're not where you want to be with your body? Right? I'm not making this to, for shame purposes, I'm just asking the question. Now you answer that and you go, oh, I think it's not my fault, no. Well, it could, be, it could be my fault. Here's what is not your fault. Diet culture is not your fault. You know, that's that study about the girl at eight years old thinking about losing weight. She didn't want to think those things. Basically, mechanical process is kind of words and stuff and me filtered through, conditioned her mind, absorbed it all in. Now she's thinking about it. That was part of a thought process. So diet culture and all the crazy diets from the 70s, 80s, 90s, low fat, low carb, this is good, this is bad, all of that stuff filtered into your brain from a young age is not your fault. You could not have done anything about it. So you can't change that. That is not your fault. What else isn't your fault is your hormones. As a woman, as you know now, if you've been listening to Turtle Method Talks with certain experts, your menstrual cycle, estrogen goes up, it comes back down, progesterone goes up, you have different cravings, different times of the cycle, you have PMS symptoms, you want to eat, you know, all these things impact your eating, or your appetite. That's not your fault. You know, it's just how it is. You store fat in hips and thighs as women, you know, it's not your fault, it's just how it is. You know, those things aren't your fault. The hormones and the fat partitioning are not your fault. And neither is diet culture. Right, so those are the three things, really, the main things that are not your fault. Now, what is your fault is doing another yo-yo diet. What is your fault is your voluntary action you take next. 
because that is up to you. So what you say, well, Scott, I'm, this is how I've always been. I, I feel guilty after eating food. I emotionally eat. Like, well, you're now aware of why you were emotionally eat. You're now aware of why you want to go on diets all the time because it's the conditioning of the past. So you now know, you can look back at all this conditioning that's on your brain and you can go, right, I see the conditioning. My next step is my choice. It has to be. And if your next choice is to go back into the conditioning, that is your fault. But you can go the other way. So this, the, the, the radical responsibility has to happen here. We can be as empathetic as we want, right? There's a lot of empathy out there for people who've gone and been born into this diet culture conditioning, born into these mindsets and poisoned brains. There's a lot of empathy. We get it, right? Like, it sucks. It really does suck. But now it's time for responsibility. And responsibility, the good news is, it comes down to the only thing is in your control, which is your voluntary actions. And the only thing, you can only take one action at a time. You can have multiple thoughts. You can think about doing X, Y, Z right now. You can think about this and that and that. But the magic is you can only do one thing at a time. So if you focus on one thing at a time, right, and those voluntary actions are responses, not reactions. You're not always reacting, reacting, reacting to the diet culture conditioning of the brain when you are responding because you see the conditioning. I see that. I get why I'm thinking that thought. I understand it. But it's not real. It's not true. It's bullshit. It's, it's mechanical. It's automatic. Bam, pops in my head. But I, I get it. That's I am the guy because that's how I've grown up. I see it. Now I see it. Can I go the other way? Does seeing it dissolve it? Or, you know, does seeing it help me move away from it? Or am I always going to react to it and then keep blaming it? You can't keep blaming diet culture once you become aware of it. Because it's now a choice for you to go back into it. You know, once you, you know, the, the phrase is once you see, you can't unsee. Once it clicks, it just clicks. Can't go back when you see it. Those phrases, those phrases are real. It happens. Once you see, you can't unsee. So once you see diet culture condition, and can you unsee it? You can't unsee it. You see it. Done. It's over. Now it's your responsibility. The next action is the one that's going to benefit you. You know, and there's only one action you can take at a time. That's why we simplify things with the one big thing, the OBT per day. Get one big thing done, because that's more than anyone, most people do, because they think they can do 10 things a day, and they do zero. Or they are reactive all day. They wake up, and they react into an email they're reading at 6 a.m. They react into gossip in the WhatsApp group. They react into everything. They react into this, that. You're not carving out any time in your mornings for anything. I was having food last night, and I was speaking to these kind of a business mastermind group. And one guy was there and he's, you know, shared his story over the last three, four, five years. You know, 10 years ago, actually, he mentioned that he was a um, landscaper and one of the customers gave him a book, The E-Myth. And he goes, ah, I don't know if I'll read it. And he asked him, okay, when I come back next Friday, when I give you money, we'll talk about the book. So he did read it and it changed things. And he said, oh, wait, where'd you get this? He goes, oh, my mentor gave me this book to read. I said, all right, can I have a chat with that mentor? So he chatted with our mentor, and the mentor's putting him on these books, reading the books, similar mindset stuff we're talking about. And it's like, you know, the mornings are key, you've got to do this and that. And, you know, within the last four years, he's taken a business from a one-man kind of job landscape and small business to now a multi-avenue business turning over six, seven million a year, you know? And, you know, the main thing he said, 
the main thing that helped him is this routine he's got. He is putting stuff into his brain that benefits him. His voluntary action is, I'm going to put the wisdom from the people that have achieved what I want to achieve into my ears in the morning. I'm going to carve out an hour in the morning when I wake up to go for and get 10,000 steps in. He gets 10,000 steps in every morning before he goes and starts his day. Right? He, gets to, he hits the gym three times a week. And he has that. He doesn't have any meetings before 10 or 11 a.m. And he doesn't get any, anyone in touch with him. So he's built this and he's like, that is the key. Not like all the tactics and stuff, even though they are important. But it's being able to understand where the power lies. The power lies is when you wake up, you give the first part of your day to you. Whether that's a workout, whether it's a walk, whether it's meditating, whether it's reading, whether it's listening to a podcast or something that's new. You put something to the brain and you are essentially trying to condition it in another way right but you're putting good stuff in and that's the actions you take so when it comes to your body right you need to know that every day is a new day to start and give yourself you know good nutritious foods or understanding that you can have the mars bar chocolate bar whatever it's not the end of the world you're playing tetris every day with your macros and that's all you got to do but you've got to give yourself some time to do this it's the thing, you haven't got time. You have got time. You're wasting most of it, that's the problem. Yeah, I'm so busy. But yeah, everyone's busy. A lot of people are busy. We can't keep saying I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Because everyone's busy. A lot of people are busy. I can't I can't empathise with all of your situations in terms of time because I'm not you. I can understand from my perspective of view. I know for a fact, even to this day, there's time I waste in my days. Right, I go on my phone... And I get sucked in too often to things I don't want to watch. I'm on Twitter, I don't want to do it. But I do it. I'm, you know, and you work on it. I don't go to bed early enough for my liking. Sometimes I go to bed, and most time, without my phone. Sometimes I don't. There's always things for me, and I, I'm the only person that knows is me. You can tell me all you want. Like, yeah, you can carve out time, I get it. But I need to look at myself, same as you. You need to look at yourself. Can you wake up half an hour earlier? You know? Can you give yourself another half an hour at the end of the day? Can you take a full lunch break and actually give that time for yourself to go and track your food, make sure you were reading or listening to something, go for a walk? You know, we got to take responsibility now. We see, what ha- we see what the world's done to people's brains about dieting. We understand it. We need to take responsibility. So your responsibility lies in your next voluntary action. So whether it's going to be a good one or a bad one, it's up to you. And that's all you can do next. There's literally two options. Good option, an option's not going to serve you. You can go and listen to that. You can, you can shut this podcast off after I finish in 30 seconds and go on your phone and scroll Instagram. Or you can get up of your chair and start going for a walk and ready for it. Or you can go and do that workout you've been waiting to do. Or you can go and track the breakfast you've just had or you're going to have. You can make it an action as positive and that will feed back into more positive action. And that's how you build momentum every single day. But it starts with the start of the day. And then the day will go on your way. Starting to build momentum later on in the day is difficult. That's why a lot of people quit. But start with positive action that reinforces the person you really, really want to be. And that is up to you. That is your fault if you don't do it. So that's my spiel for today, guys. Have a good day. Get your one big thing done. I'll speak to you all soon.